Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin traders weigh the next move with the Bitcoin price action at crucial 200-week trend line. And check it out, exactly two years ago today, El Salvador announced it will mine Bitcoin with active volcanoes. And today it's investing billions into BTC. And quoting Max Kaiser, as volcano energy's market cap rises to $100 billion, El Salvador's GDP will also rise to $100 billion. We got the power. And check it. Wells Fargo is limiting customer cash withdrawals now to $1,000 due to emergency conditions. The banks are running out of money. A reminder, not your keys, not your coins. Also in today's show, we're going to meet the judges that will preside over the Coinbase and Binance SEC lawsuits. And quitting Max Kaiser, Gary's got orders to wipe the slate clean of every crypto there is except Bitcoin because Bitcoin is perfect money and decentralized beyond his reach as he readily admits. We'll also be discussing SEC Gensler offered to serve as an advisor to Binance back in 2019, according to lawyers' claims. We'll also be discussing Du Quan would serve prison in both U.S. and South Korea, according to the prosecutor. We'll also be discussing veteran trader Tone Bay says Bitcoin's presenting a prime opportunity for the bulls. I'll be breaking down his outlook, as well as the MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor recently discussed how AI, artificial intelligence, has become the fastest growing exponential technology since Bitcoin with chat GPT growing from zero to 100 million users in less than two months. He also discusses Bitcoin as a shield against AI driven threats. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. 
And welcome everyone tuning in. This is pod episode number 1306. I'm your host, JV, and today is June 8th, 2023. We got lots to discuss. As you can see, the market watch, Bitcoin up 0.2% for the day, trading back above $26,500. We also have Ether barely back in the green, trading above $1,840. XRP up 1.6%, and BNB up 0.8%, while Solana, Polkadot, and Avalanche all correcting and in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, currently the crypto market market cap is sitting just above 1.1 trillion with about 30 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 46.6% with the Ether dominance at 20.1%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Terra Luna Classic up 7%. We also have Stacks up 6% and Immutable up 4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, FTT coin up almost 17%. You can't make this stuff up, folks. And Luna Classic up 6.6%. Some of the biggest losers include Hex down 8.6% and Lido Dow down 6.3%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently dead in the middle with a 50, which is neutral. Yesterday at 53, last week of 52, and last month of 51, which is neutral as well. And welcome to everyone just tuning in. How many of you took advantage of this recent dip? Let me know in the comments below. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And keep stacking them stats. And now for today's Bitcoin technical analysis, let's check out the charts and what is happening. Bitcoin cooled the volatility into June 8th, Wall Street open as market participants waited for signals. And right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Now data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin circling the key long trend line near 26.5. And after flash volatility surrounding industry news events, Bitcoin returned to sideways trading after bouncing from three month lows. Now the 200 week moving average formed a critical focus. We are currently sitting right on the 200-week moving average trade and suite, decent trader wrote in their analysis, quoting them here, the low time frame bear case for Bitcoin, the long-short ratio is continuing to increase. We're currently sitting right on the 200-week moving average. The U.S. market tends to sell when they wake up, especially if there is more negative news. Now, popular traders, including Crypto Tony, were on the sidelines until a more pronounced trend became apparent, quoting him here, this is the structure I'm currently going by on Bitcoin, and I remain out of a position while we are mid-range. No point rushing nay entries when things are not crystal clear. We got a good short before, and now we prepare for the next entry. And another chart showed a potential downside target in the support zone just below 26,000 as outlined in this chart. Unchanged view on Bitcoin, consolidation, falling wedge, not overly interesting until we get a breakout, said fellow trader Jelly. And more optimistic takes come from trader King Lock crypto, amongst others who add the potential repeat of the upside from early March. As uh, outlined here, it's happening again, and it shows you the Bitcoin price action going on up the $31,000. Now let's discuss the DXY, which is the US dollar currency index. It fell to its lowest in several days, targeting support from the monthly open in late May. Popular trader Milky Bull Crypto was amongst those inferring a position outcome for BTC, quoting them here, correlating dollar index 
index DXY and Bitcoin, we can see the market makers model in play. And he also said Bitcoin still has one more leg up. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And as I mentioned in the intro, exactly two years ago today, Bukele made this announcement. I've just instructed the president of La Geo SV, our state-owned geothermal electric company, to put a plan to offer facilities for Bitcoin mining with very cheap, 100% clean, 100% renewable, zero emissions energy from all our volcanoes. This is going to evolve fast. And he wasn't bluffing because lo and behold, we are evolving. As Max points out here, as volcano energy's market cap rises to 100 billion, El Salvador's GDP will also rise to 100 billion dollars. And he says, we got the power. You're damn right. Now, if you currently have any money sitting in the banks, especially Wells Fargo, I'd highly consider you getting your money out the bank ASAP as there are now withdrawal limits of only $1,000 allowed because the banks are absolutely running out of money. And a reminder, not your keys, not your coins, as I like to say here on the channel, not your keys, not your cheese. Now let's look into the judges, which are going to be presiding over the Coinbase and Binance lawsuits versus the SEC. And yeah, lots to cover. Welcome to those just tuning in. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. Greatly appreciate it. Court filings revealed the names of the two U.S. District Court judges that will preside over the Coinbase and Binance lawsuits brought against them by the U.S. SEC. The case of SEC versus Coinbase will be heard by the District Court Judge Jennifer Reardon uh, and also District Court Judge Amy Berman Jackson will tackle the case of SEC versus Binance for the District of Columbia. Now, first, let's discuss SEC versus Coinbase regarding uh, I'm sorry, Reardon, age 53, was nominated by President Joe Biden to be the U.S. District Judge in January of 2022. Not a good look. She was confirmed by the Senate late last September. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Timber, and while Reardon's tenure has been fairly short, she recently ruled on a crypto-related matter which involved a brush with Binance US. On March 27th, Reardon approved the US DOJ's emergency motion to temporarily halt a billion-dollar deal between Binance US and the bankrupt crypto lending platform Voyager Digital. Now it's starting to make sense, right? The decision meant the impacted Voyager customers would have to wait longer to be paid out. Reardon applied the balance of hardship test to arrive at the decision in favor of the U.S. government. Doesn't surprise me whatsoever that she will rule in the favor of the U.S. government, especially being appointed by Sleepy Joe. You can't make this stuff up. This later proved to be a deal breaker for Voyager, with Binance U.S. pulling out of the deal a month later, blaming a hostile and uncertain regulatory climate in the U.S. for its change of heart. Now, Voyager's bankruptcy plan was finally approved on May 17th, however, not by Reardon. And prior to serving as a judge, Reardon worked as a commercial litigator and received her Juris Doctorate from New York.
York Law School in 96. So it should be noted the judge's background, experience, or previous rulings on other cases are not an indication of the outcome of future cases. Now for the next one, SEC versus Binance with Judge Amy Berman Jackson. Judge Jackson, age 68, was appointed as a U.S. District Judge by U.S. President Barack Obama in 2011. And prior to that, she received her Juris Doctorate from Harvard Law School. And while Jackson has provided opinions in 888 cases, it appears that none of them have been related to crypto-related disputes. Interesting, right? Now, she has, however, uh, adjudicated on several highly political disputes in recent times. Jackson sentenced Paul Manafort Jr. and Roger Stone, former advisors and friends of former U.S. President Donald Trump, to 43 to 40 months imprisonment, respectively, over a series of charges related to the Russia investigation in 2019. Trump shared negative sentiment towards Jackson and her decision, quoting the ex-POTUS in this judge that put Paul in solitary confinement, something not even a mobster Al Capone had to endure. How did she treat crooked Hillary Clinton? Just asking. Very interesting, right? And in May, Jackson approved the motion filed by the U.S. Department of Justice to block a deposition of Trump that was related to two other lawsuits filed by former FBI officials. Now, the SEC sued Binance on June 5th, as you know, this week, and Coinbase on June 6th, the following day, alleging the exchanges broke various security rules, most notably for purportedly offering cryptos that the regulator considers to be unregistered securities. Binance was accused of operating illegally in the United States. Binance and Coinbase have both confirmed they will vigorously defend the lawsuits laid out against them. And quoting Max Kaiser, Gary Gensler's got orders to wipe the slate clean of every crypto there is, except Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is perfect money and decentralized beyond his reach, as he admittedly admits. So there you have it. What do you think is likely to come out of this as Operation Crypto Choke Point continues here in the United States. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now that we discuss the judges ruling on these cases, now let's discuss the story that Gary Gensler allegedly applied for a position with Binance a few years back. That's right. Check this out. Uh, United States Securities and Commission Chairman Gensler, I call him No Clarity Gary, offered to serve as an advisor to Binance. Lawyers representing the crypto exchange and its founder CZ have alleged, according to a June 7th CNBC report, documents filed by the SEC on June 7th and Indicated attorneys from Gibson and Dunn and Latham and Watkins alleged Gensler offered to serve as an advisor to the exchange back in March of 2019. However, a previous report from the Wall Street Journal in March indicated that Binance had actually approached Gensler first in 2018 for the advisor role. And according to the Wall Street Journal, which cited messages and docs from 2018 to 2020, Ella Zhang, who was then the head of Binance's venture investing arm, and Harry Zhou, co-founder of the Binance investment firm Koi Trading, first met with Gensler in October of 2018 to offer him an advisory position, but Gensler later declined the offer. Wonder why? Additionally, the report claimed multiple private companies approached Gensler to serve as the advisor while teaching at MIT, but he declined all the offers. United States President Sleepy Joe nominated Gensler to the chairman of the SEC in February of 2021, where he was sworn in in office on April 17th of that year. And prior to joining the SEC, he was a professor of the practice of global economics and management at the MIT Sloan School of Management from 2017 to 2019. He served as the chair of the 
Maryland Finance Consumer Protection Commission. Then, as we all know, the SEC just recently sued Binance on June 5th for failing to register as a securities exchange and for allegedly operating illegally in the United States. The financial regulator pressed a total of 13 charges against the crypto exchange, including unregistered offers and sales of BNB, Binance USD tokens, as well as its staking platform. Now, CZ had some words to say in response to all this controversy. Uh, Cameron Winklevoss wrote, being sued by the SEC used to mean you probably did something wrong. Now it means you probably did something right. CZ responded, they didn't sue FTX. And he makes a great point. Why didn't the SEC sue uh, FTX? Is it because Gary and the SEC was colluding with Scam Bankman Freed? Great question. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And so many legalities going on in crypto right now. It is no joke. Next up, we're going to be discussing Do Kwan, allegedly going to be sentenced to prison, and he could be sentenced to prison in different jurisdictions as well. We'll break this down. Then we'll be breaking down the prime BTFD opportunity for the King Crypto as per veteran trader, followed by Michael Saylor's latest prediction, as well as the 1000x opportunity amongst us right now. And then we'll dive into some live Q&A. Let's get it. Uh, welcome to everyone just joining us. Terraform Labs co-founder Do Kwan may be subject to multiple sentences in the U.S. and South Korea, according to a senior South Korean prosecutor headed in the investigation. Understood that Kwan is currently serving house bail in Montenegro after having his bail proposal granted by a court on June 5th. Both Kwan and Terraform Labs chief financial officer Han Chang Jun are legally required to reside at his legal residence at this location while the decision about extradition is made extradition speaking to bloomberg's dan sunghan revealed that kwan's extradition to south korea made better sense when it comes to bringing justice or recovering the damages for victims according to sunghan most of the basic investigation around the collapse of the terror ecosystem was done in south korea and he further claimed local authorities have access to more evidence when compared to the american counterparts quoting them here the most efficient way to get justice is to have the investigation and trial take place in South Korea. And Sunghan also stressed the fact that South Korean authorities have already in, uh, indicted a number of Kwan's co-conspirators. However, when asked about the possibility of Kwan having to face a trial in both the U.S. and South Korea, he believed that such a scenario is an option. A convict is subject to multiple cross-border sentences when they are yet to be prosecuted for some of the crimes in one of the jurisdictions. Thus, Sung Han said, if South Korean authorities don't account for all the crimes Kwan is charged with within the U.S., then the entrepreneur could potentially be sent to the U.S. for prosecution after serving his sentence in South Korea, which could be over 40 years alone. So we're talking about life in prison at the end of the day. The prosecutor expects Kwan's sentence to be the longest sentence ever handed down in South Korea. Kwan's coal wallet, which supposedly contains 10,000 Bitcoin remains untraceable. Interesting. Sunghan confirmed authorities can see funds being moved from wallet in question. However, the location of the wallet and the process used to withdraw the funds remains a mystery. This is the largest financial fraud or financial securities fraud case that has ever happened in South Korea. He pointed out, and here you can see Do Kwan uh, in handcuffs with the authorities after the court dismissed the prosecution's appeal. Kwan was held by the authorities on March 23rd after he was caught trying to fly out of the country using fake documents that 
definitely not a good look to use a false uh, passport. For example, a local report suggests that South Korea's financial watchdog, the Financial Service Committee, is reviewing Binance's acquisition of the local crypto trading platform GoPax. And in its review of the GoPax deal, the FSC pointed out Binance's alleged security law violations with a request from the SEC to freeze Binance U.S. assets, as I recently pointed out. Now, if Binance U.S. assets were frozen and you have your funds on the crypto exchange, you're doomed. So make sure to take all of your crypto off the exchanges right now if you don't understand, as I'm trying to stress this very loud and clear, any cryptocurrency, Binance, Binance US, Coinbase, etc. I don't care what the exchange is, remove it off the exchanges or forever hold your peace, not your keys, not your coins. It is what it is, folks. This may be your final warning. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the latest analysis and outlook as per veteran trader. Tonebase. Seasoned trader Tonebase believes the latest Bitcoin correction has given the bulls a chance to load up on the top crypto by market cap at a discounted price. That's right, BTFD by African dip. In a new session, Vase tells his subs that Bitcoin's dip on Monday is largely a news-driven event. And according to the trader, investors got spooked by the news that the US SEC is suing crypto exchange Binance and its CEO, CZ, quoting him here. I still think this is a good buy the dip situation. This drop was a news-related event and people just panicked a little bit because the SEC joined the case. And following the correction, Vase says the Bitcoin's daily chart now looks bearish as it's trading below a key moving average. Quoting him here, the daily chart is looking very, very ugly. We have broken the 120-day moving average. This is one of my favorite moving averages. I don't like the fact that we broke it. If we go back above this moving average in the next 24 hours, then it will not matter. But if we don't, there is some horizontal support at 25,000. Other than that, you have the long-term moving average at 23,500. I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if we fall below 25,000. The 128-day moving average is currently hovering at 26,200 at this time. And although Bitcoin is flashing signs of weakness, Vase says he expects Bitcoin to bounce in the coming days. Quitting him here, I still think we are going to rebound any day into the upside. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the veteran trader. And to watch this video, he did. So the SEC and Gary Gensler just crashed the market by the dip. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And now let's break down our breaking story of the day. I recently watched an interview on the What Bitcoin Did podcast with Peter McCormick, where they had Michael Saylor. It's probably about a week old. It's still pretty fresh and still pretty new. And they talked as a big focus on AI, which we know as artificial intelligence. And then he started talking about disruptive technologies, such as AI being one of the fastest growing technologies we have ever witnessed. For example, ChatGPT literally grew from zero to 100 million users in less than two months. So this is a 1,000x opportunity for an exponential technology. And I'm going to be sharing some of Saylor's thoughts on AI in particular and how Bitcoin can protect you from any AI-driven threats. And then we'll dive into some live uh, Q&A. Be sure to smash that like if you're just tuning in and hit that bell icon to turn on all notifications. So yeah, crypto threats in the age of AI. During an interview with Kit Go News, which was also another interview he recently did talking about AI, Saylor warned of the risk that cyberspace increasingly faces as AI becomes more sophisticated. He emphasized that it is now easier than ever to generate fake online personas using advanced technology. He makes a great point, quoting him here. The risk in cyberspace is I can spin up a billion fake people and I can create a civil war by having the fake Republicans hate on the fake Democrats or the real Democrats having the fake Democrats hate on the real Republicans, etc. This tactic 
he suggests can be utilized to generate discord, manipulate public sentiment, and thereby destabilize society. Saylor remarks are not about without substance. The tech mogul with a Twitter following of over 3 million people claims to encounter nearly 2,000 fake followers daily. Like, whoa, in one instance, he watched as 1,500 bot accounts were wiped from his follower list in an hour, quitting him here, so he can no longer live with that status quo, he urged. Now, in the face of such challenges, we're going to be discussing the unlikely hero of cybersecurity being the king crypto. Saylor sees a solution in the decentralized world of cryptos, specifically Bitcoin. This surprising proposition stems from his belief that the power of cryptography, combined with the decentralized network that Bitcoin offers, could increase the cost and consequences of launching nefarious cyber attacks. Quitting him here, if someone wants to launch a billion Twitter bots, that's going to cost them a billion transactions. So by combining the power of cryptography with the power of the centralized crypto network, like Bitcoin, we could bring the cost and consequences into cyberspace. So in essence, Saylor suggests Bitcoin's potential as a tool in establishing a secure, trustworthy cyberspace, despite the rising tide of AI-driven threats. His approach prompts a... a uh, uh, looks like rabbit-jimining cybersecurity, providing an innovative and unconventional countermeasure to the evolving landscape of cyber threats. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the Giga Chat himself, the Bitcoin bull, Michael Saylor. And what are your thoughts regarding AI technology being one of the fastest, most disruptive technologies in the world. He also discussed, he said, typically technologies like this, referring to AI, that are so disruptive and so fast-growing, typically have a five-year window. And he said that that five-year window in this interview with uh, McCormick started roughly six months ago, which ultimately means, for those of you who want to seize the moment, seize the opportunity on this 1,000x uh, disruptive technology, Take advantage of it within the next four and a half years because he said technologies like this, there's typically a window of five years and that window started six months ago. And let me know if you agree or disagree with Michael Saylor. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.